is your boy, el hombre, el dueño, el Johnny Santos. And we're at the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by our 290-something episode, I would just hope you would say with me that I am your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, it's never about me, because just like your tribal chief, you will acknowledge me. But like I said, it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? Well, he comes to us from the Wrestling Open, LLP, New Age, PAPW, SWA, and ULW. He is suave. He is ruthless. He is muy guapo. And he is El Johnny Santos. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. That was a long list you just gave. That's only a handful, but that was a long list even of itself. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great, man. I, I'm hyped having you on the show because, like, we met a couple times, and finally I was like, yo, let's get you on the show, man, because it's going to be a blast. And, like, and here we are. <laughs> it's going to be a hoop. I'm, I'm very entertaining. <laughs> yo, I've been watching your promos, though, man. I love your work, by the way. I, I think... Uh, after we met at the wrestling open, I went back and started doing research and stuff and started learning more about some of the people that were just kind of regulars on the show and stuff. And man, I'll be, be honest, man, your, your delivery is like one of a kind. And I just, I'm here for it. Hey man. Thanks. It's, it's, uh, I'd, I'd like to say that I mastered it at this point, but it just comes, it's just something that I do. And it's, it's funny, man. And I, I always like to tell the story that I, at wrestling open, I'm a dancing good guy that loves to just dance with anyone, really. <laughs> and literally, that's only in Massachusetts. Like, only in Massachusetts. Uh, otherwise, I'm very, I'm not a very nice person. So, <laughs> so on the on the flip side, I do like to have a good time. So that's the good part. And then the bad side is that I'm not a very nice person, but I still like to be a little bit entertaining. You know? I, yeah. That's you know what the difference is. I like to be entertaining at open with others and everywhere else. I like to be entertaining at the expense of others. <laughs> that's, hey, that's just great heroes that they do that too. Like a great anti-hero does that. Like he knows how to make people look bad and still look good while also looking good himself. And like, you have clearly mastered that art. <laughs> Hey man, it's it takes a lot of honing. It takes a lot of honing. I have a fear that one day Paul Heyman is gonna press me one day and ask me like, "Who are you?" And I'm gonna go, oh, I, I, uh. <laughs> so everywhere else, I mastered it. Like, put me in the ring with a mic; it doesn't matter. But I, uh, I'm still to say that I mastered it, it. It's a compliment, but I I'm not there just yet. I'm still afraid of certain people that might cook my ass in the ring on a mic. But uh, I'm ha I'm happy where I'm at right now. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a climb, you know. But it is what it is. It really, I was like, it really is. One thing I love about like love about wrestling is that like it, it, I I brought it up so many times. You're always growing. You're always learning. You're always like creating and pushing and pulling and like dissecting little things about your character to like grow it to make it better to make it more 
whether you want to be like more family family friendly in one aspect, like you know, somewhere like the wrestling open, or maybe you're somewhere like in the lucha libre and you're just like showing off like your heel side of things, but you're always like pull, you're always doing something new and you're never like just done learning in this business. You're always there's always something to gather out of it. Always, always, always. That's why wrestling is really, really hard. Uh, there's so many aspects. There's so many elements towards it. You got to train, but you also got to go to shows. So it's it's just each each show, you learn a little bit more. You learn that the delivery of the promo that you did could have been, the, the punchline could have been better. Or the punchline was great, but if you would have delivered it a little bit earlier, it would have mattered a little bit more. You'll be at training, and a guy literally trips and falls during something that we were going over and you're like yo that was cool can you trip and fall on purpose next time and he trips and falls and you think oh but if you go under my elbow while you do it and now you got a whole thing you go and try it out in a match in front of a hundred people and it don't work then you say you know what i'm gonna try one more time in front of a thousand people and the place goes crazy it's trial and error and pushing and pulling. And maybe I should have been more aggressive here. Here I could have sat on my ass a little bit because it wouldn't have made a difference. It's so many elements, man. It's like a Sancocho. You ever had Sancocho before? Yes. A nice Dominican <laughs> Sancocho or, or Puerto Rican Sancocho. That's wrestling. You got everything in there. It could have been a little bit more acidic. You could have had a little bit of more pollo in there. Everyone, every audience, every person, it's his own flavor, his own aspect, his own delivery. It's so stressful. But here we are. But, you know, it, it's also like it's that stress aspect that gives you like this reward feeling like afterwards. Like you hear like that crowd pop and you're like, oh, I did my job. Or, you know, they crowd yep. boo. And you're like, oh, I did my job. Like it's it's such a weird adrenaline rush that you get and it's like a high that you just really don't get anywhere else like i enjoy like whether i'm working face or i'm working heel i enjoy it like more so one thing i, I found myself like having a big challenge right especially at the wrestling open was that i really wasn't well off as a as a heel so what i decided was i was like yo let me invest a lot of energy into trying to work on my heel side because I think that there could be something here that I could, that would definitely help me better, be better as a baby face, but then an aspect I could help grow my heel side as well. And so like, you know, fast forward a few months, we run into each other in DC. Yep. And then that night show, like here I am like a whole, and I felt a whole different character than I was when I was at the wrestling open. And you had touched on it too. Like, being there, it's a whole different atmosphere that you're a part of, and Completely. it's 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 hard. But like you know, yep. as <laughs> I was I was uh, and Dino and I were talking about it uh, a couple days ago actually, and he was talking about the spot where like I high fived him, and like after he had hit the post, I high fived him, and I saw the lady react, and so I just looked and I was like, "Yo, check this out!" And I just pushed his face over to her, and I was like, "Yeah." We do it again. <laughs> she was like, and I was like, it was just those little moments that I was yep. like, all right, I'm starting to feel this a little bit more now and pick at. I was like, I can, I can do this a lot more. Yeah. I, so, so 
I've been doing this for like maybe seven years off and on, right? And I remember vividly that when I used to go out to wrestle, it was almost as if the crowd wasn't even there because I would be so focused on remembering my spots, remembering what's going to happen next, uh, trying to communicate with my partner and the referee and the opponents and seeing the opponents and seeing what they're doing so I can understand. And at this point, I don't give a crap what's happening around me. It's just me and the audience. It's just me and the audience. We're, we, we are having an intimate conversation. And Red Dog is here, too. Like, it is like, and I, automatically, I'm a heel. I'm like, screw that guy. It's just me and you, Mama Chula, in the, in the crowd. Is is me and you, and the kid in the back, who's real loud. Even when I'm at open, the same thing. Like it doesn't matter who I'm in the ring with. Hey, everybody, are you guys here ready to party? Yeah. No. Are y'all y'all ready to have a fucking fiesta? And they'd be like, hell yeah. And then we do a conga line. It's like it's 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 so it's the same sort of energy that you need to provide. And to 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 go out in front of the audience and be able to see that lady looking at you paying attention to you and you know that you ha that you have her full undivided attention and you flipped it on her it's perfect like that's that's really what we do you know that's what we do we, we we want to be entertaining we want people to react to us for whatever we do they like to think that we can that they control us but we control them the whole time we're the master puppeteers you know what i'm saying so the fact that you did that man that's 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 a level that took me forever to get, to be honest with you. I love it. And like one of my favorite things to do is working as a face is one of my favorite. And I, I love working as a face and getting beat up around the ring. But then like I'll look out at the crowd and I'm looking for anyone that's just eyeballing me. Right. And yep. as a face. And as soon as I see the one person, look, I look out and it's, it's usually like a kid because those are like and not that I'm putting this, but it's kind of one of the easier things to do. But I just reach out and I'm just like, yo, tag me in. He's choking me. Get me. And then yep. at that moment, I know the kid got locked because he'll reach out or they'll she'll reach out and they, they just reach. And I'm just like, gotcha. And then like we continue on. I had a little girl at another at an event. Um, I did that same thing. And she like at intermission ran up to me, hugged me and started crying. And I was like, wow. Yep. Okay. I was like, are you OK? Are you lost? Where's your parents? And her dad was right behind her. And he goes, I have never seen her walk up and just hug a random stranger like you. And she was very scared because she was upset that she couldn't get in and help you because she thought the other guy was too big and she was worried about you. And I was like, this is what we do this for. <laughs> yeah, it's the emotional connection. Everybody understands what it is, man. What we, what we do is not rocket science. I'm getting my ass kicked. Uh, like physically, I'm getting my ass kicked. But we have all gotten our asses kicked. We've all been to work and we're having a rough day. We're getting our asses kicked and we just want a little bit of help. And the fact that that little girl caught the eye contact, you were like, yo, I know you can help me. Please help me. And she was like, I'm trying my goddamn best. And you disappointed her ass. <laughs> but she put uh, the energy out like I got you. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what, and that's why it's funny that, like, that, like the two scenarios where we were in the same place, open, and 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 the DC show are like two completely different monsters. So in open, they know that like the the crowd knows their job. The moment the baby face starts getting his ass kicked, 
they're gonna get behind them because that's what that's what happens. That's just the structure. They know their role. We know our role. Our job. Our job is to do what they expect, entertainingly. In DC, is almost the polar opposite. They don't know shit from nothing, and that's my favorite kind of audience. Because if it was me versus you, y yo soy un come mierda heel, que nadie me gusta un rudo. I'm talking my shit. I like to to make to give you a day off every time I'm in the ring. I'll see you. And I, and you say, come on, everybody. And one little kid goes, yeah, come on, red dog. I'll look at that little kid and be like, hey, you shut up. You don't get behind that guy. That guy is a real bad guy. And then I poke you in the eye and I look at the kid and I'll be like, I'm sorry. So automatically that kid is invested yeah. in you. And my job, as far as I'm concerned, is to get them as more invested as possible. One of my favorite things to do as a heel and it's it's just it like uh, it happens more in like in house shows. Is when like one, two, three, four people start to clap, <laughs> and I'm over here kicking your ass, kicking your ass, and I'll hit and I hear the start, I hear the clap start, and I'll hit you real hard, and when I hear the clap, I look at the crowd, and I'll be like, no, stop clapping, because then everybody's gonna be like, no, fuck that, let's go, let's go. Let's go. And I hit you hard again. Now get up. Get up. Hit you hard again. Boom. And they start clapping and clapping. And I'm looking around. I'm like, no, stop. And at this point, we're getting that build that we love to hear. You know, the of what we do. It's so much fun, isn't it? I know. So special. I, this is like the the and I got in I got in kind of late, but I was very I'm very grateful that I got in, even when I got in. Because it's just been so much fun to be attached to and to be able to like like I said, play and be creative with like everything that like I have have made, and I'm looking at this world that I've created with my character, and, and be able to interact with somebody else's character and, and then the audience, and like it's just it's a blast to be a part of. Like it's there are some other parts where things get crazy, but for the most part, I'm always excited to see like how everything like works and like the small cogs to the bigger cogs, and then just everything pops off. So I'm always appreciative of like the whole entire thing. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's um like I said, it's it's not sancocho, it's a, it's a stew, it's a soup. There's so many elements to it, and even at this point in my career, as a as a I um as one of the performers, like as time progressed, I understood I understood the cogs in the machine. So now, when I have an idea, like I'd like I'd like to be part of how things work that happens in dc it happens so a lot of the promotions that i'm in if 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 they trust me which as you can see here people do trust me uh if they trust me i usually lead the way like i i understand how things work uh to an extent like if if i do a certain thing here like if i do a promo at the beginning of the show nobody knows me by the end of the show by the time i show up they know me already they don't like me already so it doesn't matter who I'm facing; they're gonna like them better. That's something very simple. And even uh, even and and even uh, uh, when it comes to wrestling, uh, I don't even care about moves, the way because that's that's kind of like the the uh, the the how would I say the um the uh like the world we live in at the moment in 2022 is like short clips, gifts, moves is what's important. 
I'm more concerned about the structure of the match, whether it was sound and whether the crowd was entertained. It's kind of my it's kind of uh, uh, the, my fault, but it's also like the thing that I'm I'm really proud of because that took me a long time to do, to figure out. And it, I I loved I love when things just go the way we want it to go. You know, like you're the good guy, I'm the bad guy. They booed me, they cheered you. We made the five minute mark. We worked the cameras. Perfect. Let's go home. Let's grab a beer. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> It is. It is an amazing thing. Uh, listen, like, this is kind of like a fun question I love asking, and I only get to ask, like, certain people, so this is something that it, it's near and dear to my heart. But listen, like, it's no secret, right, in this world, man, like, well, in this world, but in this world of wrestling that we have, right, we are leaders in our own kind of aspects of who we are, right? So, sabes que... Being a Latino in this world of wrestling, like right, like how how do you feel like being put in uh, those aspects of being known as like a front runner and one of those pushers to help lead the next generation of uh, the world of wrestling? I'm I'm ex I'm I'm extremely proud of of what I do. Um, like for example, at the moment, me me Sebastian Cage. Uh, Big Cuzzo and Tony Leyenda, we got a like a Dominican uh, stable going right now, known as First Class, and we're like really pushing it. Like, I I wrestle with my flag in like my, my pocket. Cuzzo wrestles with his flag in his pocket. Sebastian comes out with the biggest flag I ever seen. So we take extremely high pride, especially because in the United States, uh, Dominicans being at, at that level is uh not common at all the the last person that made it to the e was uh no way jose and i don't know if you remember no way jose but you saw what they did to him he he ain't do much he became sort of a caricature which is which is the the flip of the coin which is i'm happy to be latino but because of the way wrestling wrestling's past is like structured it's difficult sometimes it's difficult to not come out me the arrogant gold glasses nice shirt and somebody says i'm del rio right or if i come out dancing uh they'll they'll say like i'm eddie i'm a fake eddie guerrero uh or or because of my gear um because of what i wear or or, or the moment i do a hurricane run i'm ray mysterio so it's not it's it, that part is is hard not really hard it's just something that we just deal with as a Latino in, in this community. And you sort of deal with it and you, and you hope for the best, really, that you, uh, uh, you, can, you can cut through that, you know? Like uh, uh, people compare me to like Fandango and Noe Jose um, at Open, but I really don't see that. Like I really, I really beat the crap out of people. I, 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 hit, I hit pretty hard. So I that's the, that's the niche where I try to go there, and when it comes to the my heel side, my one of my favorite heels of all time is JBL. So I even I even imagine myself as Eddie Guerrero and JBL mushed together, if they were born in New York City, Washington Heights. <laughs> like, give me a mic, I'm gonna shit on everybody. Everybody's gonna get a lick, but I'm gonna do it with a smile on my face, like Eddie when you know. So. I'm extremely proud of who I am and what I represent, especially in our community. Uh, it can be hard sometimes. 
No, I feel you. And what's funny, though, is that, like, I know, like, talking with, like, Andino and talking with Nikolai White and talking with yourself and even talking to, like, uh, like PJ and Diego Trabajador, like, yeah. it's there's just so much. Like, there's so much diversity in what we do and how we work. But it's just funny how, like, when you look at some of the guys, right, it's always, like, you're, like, the street thug or you're, like, a fighter or you're the dancer or you're, you know, like – yeah, yeah, you know, it, su- it sucks because even on like the largest platform that we would like to c- get to is the E, and even in the E, they have maybe five caricatures of what a Latino is, right? And you got Escobar, who's what cartel, yep. Which, which, as far as I'm concerned, Los Boricos back in the day were cartel. They had fucking the the suspenders with the hat with the slacks. You got the dancer, you got the you got the 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 lover the lover boy, the yeah. Lotharios right now. You got the uh the the aristocrat, the real, mm-hmm. and and then you have the 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 fast Mexican jumping bean, which is just a a, a fast person in a mask, or you know, or Eddie, or any time, or even most recently um the the Lotharios right um. Fudge, their faces are in my brain. Screw, ah, uh, damn. It's Junior and the other one. I know the other one is pretty. Uh, he has like a pretty face. Uh-oh. And for for a minute there, and I completely am spacing on his name, which sucks. But I remember that he at one point was just like the pretty guy that does cool drop kicks and moves fast. And that's as far. I don't know if maybe like, I know Vince is the Vince isms. If he doesn't know English very well, he's kind of kind of gonna you know uh have you just do whatever but that it's it's tough you literally have five caricatures and like in in the past of wrestling wrestling was pretty racist you know uh or maybe not the, maybe not the word is, is racist but like that's how it was like it, it, if it was like if you were during the war and you were japanese you were a heel because we were at war with the japanese like uh, uh the the von erics right uh uh the the dad was a Nazi and he was super popular in Texas because he was a Nazi. It's just easy. It's easy. And, uh, people get mad at me because I like to be a little bit complicated with just about everything that we do. Uh, because I just like, I like, I like layers. I like to be multidimensional, you know? So even, even on the E there's only like five or six characters. So it's difficult to, to, to juggle either being recognizable for people to just be like, I know who you are. I know who you represent. That's easy. Or do we make it complex and people not know who you are? So yeah. it's give and take. It is. And that's why, like, for my character, like, it's it's obviously, like, this fun playing kind of mercenary style. But one thing that, like, just shows clear is just, like, my tattoo is, like, on my arm. Because, like, my sleeve, my elbow pad only goes so high, right? So yeah. it shows. And I'm very proud of that. And I want people to know, like, hey, like, that guy right there, he's a Panamanian, and he's very proud of that. And that's why it's tattooed on him. Even if he is a U.S. military veteran, like, he's – that side of him very much obviously shows because it's inked in. It's not like it's like, hey, yeah, this, I say I am. But it's it's weird because, like, in that same aspect, like, I want people to know. So, like, when uh, I just recently did a – I did a – it was for Invictus. I did a promo – where like 
Red Dog was studying like the Spanish language, even though and like he just flipped through a book and picked it up and was just like, "Hey, sabes que almost dónde está Diego?" And like I just ran through and was like ready to take him on learning and studying. But it's like that's very much a part of my heritage. I'm very proud of that, and it's like how do I keep developing that into like my character? And you guys get to see this inside your case, but it's like, how do you develop that into your character when you're still supposed to be mysterious, but you're still like wanting to show off like that aspect of you? Yeah, there's always, there's always going to be, should I say always? Typically there's, there's going to be an aspect of who you are in your character. And sometimes uh, a lot, you, you listen to podcasts, you know, uh, you listen to like Bruce Pritchard or Jim Cornette or Eric Bischoff, and they'll just say a pro, a, a gimmick is you to the volume of ten. But some people don't even know who they are. Some people don't know who they even represent day to day, let alone in a promo. Even for me, my when I when I go and train and I'm talking to guys about their character, I say, listen, everybody's been to McDonald's, right? The crowd knows what McDonald's is. You should be able to tell me in 30 seconds in character what your character would get at a McDonald's. And I don't even got to like, I'm not even going to give you 10 seconds. You just talk. What would your character get in, in McDonald's? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just that simple. You're a mysterious mercenary that knows Spanish on the low and super proud about it. Say, yo, I wish they would bring back the fucking breakfast burrito. Given what I did, you know, I'm a veteran. I did this in the past, and they're not going to respect it if you're if you're a heel. And they're not going to respect me. They're not going to respect, you know, just just go. Like, so it's difficult to 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 meld the 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 uh, the uh, the, uh, the the gimmicks with the real life with uh, 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 well, how would I say it? Most promos people say, hey, if it's not real, the crowd is going to know. Yeah. If you don't believe it, the crowd is going to tell. And it's true. That's why most of the, like, I in, in real life, I don't like people. I hate people. People suck. So I just project that. That's just, it's just what I do. I could cut, I could cut, I could cut a promo on you right now for the red shirt. I literally hate the color red. I don't own nothing red in my whole house. I hate the color red. Why? I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> and it is what it is. <laughs> like, uh, so it's difficult, like, like, uh, PJ, PJ is like a gangster, but I, and I know he's Puerto Rican, I think he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. He doesn't fucking speak Spanish and I'm pretty sure he does. Does he want to use that? I, I doubt it. Probably not right now. Um, but Diego, Diego, uh, I, I think doesn't know English. No, he, does he know English. He, he's broken. His English is broken. Like, so, you know, knows- so, okay. So he has English, uh, broken English, but he knows how to, he knows how to say like mop and broom and pick up. Yeah. Yeah. that's fair so like you know so that's the kind of stuff so uh make sure make sure next time if you're ever practicing promos and you're with your boys promo class 30 seconds what will your character get at mcdonald's the crowd is gonna know what you're talking about it's on you it's on you to in those 30 seconds to get your character across as best as you can I like that exercise. I'm gonna start practicing. I'm gonna practice that exercise a lot now because I feel like that's something that, like, I know for us when our in our school too, when we're like doing promo class, the one thing that we're always talking about is we're always trying to dig like who your character is. But the more important questions that we're always asking are 
whys and hows versus like what and when like yeah you know what is your character what does he do no 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 like who is your character why does he do the things that why do they do the things they do and then how do they do the things they do like do they walk yeah. a certain way how do they walk why do they walk that way what is, you know like start asking those digger those big digging questions to get further into like their character but i like that exercise about ordering mcdonald's because it definitely I it's, know like, it's, it's it's even it's it's just relatable it's like what if you at the bar what are you gonna order to drink i'm gonna get fucking casamigos <laughs> and make sure you bring me eight cups because i got fucking seven bitches and one cup is for me and i'm pretty sure one of those bitches is yours and i'll throw the tequila in your face and i walk away you know so what would you get it's just it's just it is it, even it doesn't even need to be deep right. for example you and i have a match on saturday this saturday this venue this time okay Th and this is my name and this is your name that's out of the way but why why we never met before what am i trying to get out of you am i trying to get notoriety am i am i you know what i'm saying like I say don't be corny. Right. Like I, and I um I know I know um for example Slick Slick up in Connecticut, TOS, mm -hmm. he's a great trainer. And I know a lot of his guys, like during promos, they'll say um the the day, the place, the time, their opponent, their name, they'll put the opponent over. So that only leaves like 20 seconds, 15 seconds to get your character over. But even then, sometimes, and that he's completely right. Like in a promo, sometimes even people don't even see the poster. And with your promo, you have to imagine this this fan that saw this one promo is the only promo that they saw, so they need to know that information. But you can always say certain things a certain way, like you know, brother greatness. Yes. So Brother Greatness, he won't say that we have a match on Sunday. He'll say we'll have a match on God's Day or some shit like that. He just puts his little flair on it, you know? Or like for me, I'll be like, oh, 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 oh this weekend, like uh, uh, if, I, if I, uh, I'm aware of local thing, I'm going to miss the Bad Bunny concert this Saturday, you know? Then, then like ideally the people in there, you know, that Bad Bunny's performing on Saturday. Shit like that. So you just got to be able to sprinkle your own jazz on it. You should, Back in the day, if you remember, do you remember the uh, uh, when the Royal Rumble was coming up, and there'll be like a five to ten second promo from each from each wrestler yes. saying why they're gonna win and how they're gonna win, dude? Yep. Come on, five to ten. I can't even do a five second promo right now. Like I would have to, you would have to give me something to to work with. But you saw it, Ultimate Warrior, Ted DiBiase, Roddy Piper, five seconds. They're going to win. This is how smirk on the face, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's you just got to imagine it like that. Like uh, you got to make it easy for the fans, something relatable. But you also need to let them understand where you come from and what you do and who you represent. Yeah, it's one of those things where like even with my character, like I always have like recently, like I've been doing like this this kind of journey piece. It's kind of cool. Actually, it's it's called like the Adventures of Red Dog. But like each promo connects to the next promo. So like if you were watching from chapter one, you'd understand that like Red Dog is a mercenary, but he also has like this like weird niche about him where he has like another voice that talks to him. 
and then just like Deadpool would. So then if you go to chapter two, it's a different voice, but they acknowledge that in the first chapter they had a different voice, but then even the voice says, I no one pays attention to the last chapter. That's why we have this story. And then like just continue growing and talking about things. So like even like the most recent one I had, right? I was talking about this match I was gonna have with the dude, uh, Madness of Trip. And uh, the voice that was acknowledging that he likes to carry a staff to the ring and the staff gives him powers. It's like, does he though? Because like he's really good at submission wrestling, and I don't think that comes from a staff. And it's like playing with the idea, like going back and forth as like a character is something that's Im- is important to me because obviously, like that's how we want to grow. But that's how I get my character over because it's like me acknowledging like the voice that's talking to me and like having these conversations about how we're going to go and defeat our opponent as per se, but it's, it's cool. And I love the aspect of doing it. So whenever, now I'm thinking about it more and more, I'm like, what would red dog order if he was at McDonald's? Cause that's right. You, you would probably, like if I were right, if I were writing for for you, you would probably be indecisive for the whole 30 seconds between like a big Mac, the nuggets and like fucking up the guy over the like just beating the shit out of, 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 of the guy over the counter. Yeah. Like you just the whole time you just like you're like I really want a Big Mac. You're like, nah, but not like the nuggets sound good too. I don't like the way this guy's fucking looking at me. Mm-hmm. But what about the Big Mac? You know, like you got layers. You got layers. Yeah. I, I I like to have fun, bro. This is this is this is what we do. It's stressful, but I like to have fun. Uh also uh, I'd like to just say, feel free to whenever a promo comes to mind, write that bitch down. Like nobody knows this. Like not a people, not a people acknowledge it. But rumor has it, Dusty Rhodes, like the king of the promo, used to write down his promos. Like he would say it off, off, off the top of his head, but it's because he wrote it down. So feel free if you're walking down the street and you see a thing. And you see a kind of dog, and what would what kind of dog would my character be? Would I be a golden retriever? Would I be a a, a Shih Tzu? What, what would I like? Just think about shit like that. You never know when somebody might request a promo from you, so feel free to just write it down. You know your character more than I do. Yeah, just oh, write. I've it, just with that idea of what dog my dog would, or what dog I would be. Like I, I was well aware of like where I would be. I was like, my guy is definitely a little pity. Like, you're all nice to him at first, but then, like, you smack him on his ass, and he's like, hey, yo, fuck you, bro. Like, we're going we're gonna to get into exactly. this. Exactly. Exactly. So, look, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. One of the things that drives me crazy, too, about wrestling is that we've all played wrestling games. All of us have played a wrestling game. Meanwhile, like you said earlier, we walk a certain way. We speak a certain way. We throw strikes a certain way. The last time I made a character and I was dedicated in making a character, I must have spent 30 minutes picking the right punch to do the right combo, picking the right submissions that match my character. Sometimes I see people wrestle and I'm like, it's as if y'all never played a game before. You're like, Everybody's the same. Yeah. Why? Literally, literally, our inspiration, the E, WCW, TNA, New Japan, I don't care what you're, pre- I don't care. The wrestling games, everybody was different. And I know, I know, I know. Guys, listen, I'm sorry. It's hard. I get it. But you got to figure it out. 
just throw just 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 throw your own gas just do your own thing like don't come out with one toothpick come out with four toothpicks in your mouth have just just do, be different i wear a gold chain and a gold earring i like it is what it is i wear multiple when i come out it is what it is do i look like someone else i'm sure it is what it is but in the ring i try to be different i am different like i don't do things i don't do things the way people do it typically um so just yeah man like we our inspiration everybody was different uh what was your what's your favorite um uh wrestling um generation or era oh i was uh i was an attitude era dude so they like i was an attitude era guy as well so and it's funny because my favorite wrestlers were the mid carters so i think i'm kind of like inspired to be uh, uh as kevin nash kevin nash's uh um aspirations as a wrestler was always he just wanted to be a good hand he just wanted to be a guy people relied on and he became kevin ash you know but my favorite wrestlers were like val venus al snow steve blackman billy gunn literally like just the middle because i don't know they were so entertaining and i think they were so entertaining because they would come out and they would give these some bitches five minutes to go out and kill it and you can even you can already visualize if we both close our eyes and we imagine we're having a five minute TV match on Heat, Val Venus versus The Godfather. We know the move set. We know who's going over. We know the the promo that Val Venus is gonna do. Easy, easy. Like we can imagine right now, Funaki versus Al Snow. Funaki's <laughs> going under. Snow's gonna be over like Rover. He's gonna hit the double unhook headbutts like. He was unique. We can visualize these people. So we need to do that for ourselves as well. We need to be different, but also sort of just, it has to come from somewhere in here. Yeah. So guys, we just need to sit down and focus and, and get it right. I like, I really like the fact that you have like this multiple chapter thing. At one point I was attempting to do that, but it was, it was hard to keep up with because in certain promotions, they have certain different things going on. And there was like I had a promotion where I was a tweener, and then uh, I'm a face and open, and then I'm a heel tag team somewhere else. So it was hard for me to do it, but I really like the fact that you're uh, uh, doing like a sort of chapter based, uh, where things go through smooth, uh, uh, seamlessly. Excuse me, and uh, you can really build something off of that. Yeah, and and this is so like this is like the first year I'm really trying it, and I've I've had like six chapters to it. So obviously, like the last six promotions that like booked me have had it, but like next year, right? Because it'll be a brand new year, 2023. Um, yep. Chapter one will start uh, January 14th, unless I get booked somewhere January 7th. January 14th will be chapter one of the Adventures of Red Dog Part Two, and then I want to think about the story. I want to tell long term, so that. By the time it comes back around in December, there's this whole puzzle. And if you put it all together, you see, like, the real aspect of who Red Dog is. And that's really where, like, I think it's important. That's, like, I feel like that would tell, like, you get this deep, deep dive of these, like, one-minute one promos of just one to three-minute, one, one to one-and-a-half-minute promo of just who I am. And then you're just like, wow, like, Jim Red Dog is, like, super complicated, but he's also, like, really ridiculously funny for some reason 
and I, yeah, you know, that, it, it, and uh, partly like it's all this is all a freaking a trial and error, you know. So the fact that you're just putting these on video, putting them out there, seeing, and then you're watching it and seeing it for yourself, you can all you can always see these things and just be like, hmm, I like this. This doesn't make any sense though, and <laughs> like, so if it doesn't make sense to you, it's not gonna make sense to to the next person, you know. Right. Um. It's funny. Do you uh, do you uh, by chance play Overwatch? I started to play it, but then like I kind of got away from it because I was like, "That's okay. That's okay." There's just a character there that reminds me of you, who where I uh, his name is Sigma, um, and <laughs> I remember before he was revealed, it, it was it was similar to, to your character. Like before it was revealed, like there was like, "Hey, this is the backstory of the character." And he was like a scientist who had an accident and now has three personalities, but he's also addicted to music. <laughs> and he's super and it, and he's super curious. And when I read it, I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, that doesn't even how does all of that work? And yeah. when you when you play with the character, even in uh, even in Overwatch, um, there's not there's not much story at all, really. But every time when things happen. When things happen, uh, they'll have like little voice lines. And in those little voice lines, it tells you a lot. So if you're killing a lot of people and you're doing really, really well, he'll just say like, the music, can you hear it? And you could tell like he's excited about hearing music. Meanwhile, there is no music. <laughs> so it's like, you're weird and that's cool. So yeah, it's, so it's just, it's just trial and error. So when you said that, like it's super relatable to me. I get it. Yeah, I when it. I look at when I look at my characters, I'm like, I see like obviously like that guy right there, Deadpool was like a massive play into like who I wanted to build from. In fact, like my gear is almost modeled right after him. Um, but then from there, you know, Octane from Apex is another sure. character because sure, he always sure, talks sure. to the screen. I love that. Anything he always deadpans. He says something ridiculously funny. Uh, so yeah, I, I like I know who the characters are that I'm pulling from and stuff like that to make the bigger character of Red Dog. And then of course, like I'm just injecting all of my energy into it too as well. So it's it's super fun. I enjoy I enjoy this this journey that we get put on. And everybody around me right now gets to learn this master class. Like I, y'all should be getting charged for this. By the way, I'm just putting that out there. But uh, no, man, uh, I did want to hit you with one question that. I like asking everybody who comes on this show, right? Uh, you've been around for, you know, like you said, almost seven years. And the bigger question is, what's the hardest lesson that you've had to learn being in the business? Oh, man. I've learned, man. I'll tell you what. This past year, this past year, I learned so much. This has been, I think, the biggest year that I've ever had. Um. Um, so I've learned a lot of lessons and it sort of piggybacks on it being the biggest year. So like this year, I started last year, but this year I traveled more than anything. Like I've never traveled more in my life. Uh, I got real cool with a promotion in, 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 um, oh boy, Huntington, West Virginia, big time wrestling. Uh, and that, that from my house is like nine hours and a half. So that I used to get rent a car cause I didn't put, I didn't want to put all those miles on my car. I used to, you know, 
get money together with my boys. We used to drive out there. And that was like, and then over there, I sort of learned like there was a steady climb. I started out as my boy's friend and my boy was a champ. And I would go out there and I would, uh, I would just do my job. I would say, hey boss, what you want to do? Oh, you want this, this, and this, and this, and this? How much time we got? 11? Okay, got it. Boom, I hit my 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Everybody's happy, go home. And I would go every month or so and we'll do two night shows. And then slowly but surely, uh, I, I have certain quirks in wrestling that I like. Like, for example, I, I don't like, depending on the show, I don't like the crowd to go home angry. If you're not going to, if if you have another show coming up, I don't like the, and like people don't really know the fan, the, the fans don't know the, the, the show. I like to send the, the, the crowd home happy. So there have been plenty of times where, well, not even, it was, it was only a few times that it happened that I would tell the promoter, like, hey, listen, um, you have my boy and me beating up the bad, the good guy at the end of the show, right? He goes, yeah, to set up for next month. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, why don't we have an Alexa device here who's over here interrupting me? (laughs) Are we done? Thanks. So um, I would say, hey, listen, so instead of us beating us, beating them down and us being happy in the middle of the ring while my boy holds his title, why don't, why doesn't my opponent that I had earlier who beat me, why didn't he come in, make the save, we peel out, and we will we'll do our celebration at the stage. But that way we ran we got chased off by the good guys, giving the audience a good reason to cheer, making them somewhat happy, even though their their champion, their their good guy lost. And the guy was like, hmm, I like that. Yeah, do it. So I kept doing that. Not even kept, because it sounds like I like I'm in I'm in the business for myself, but I just like things to be done a certain way, and I think it'll be entertaining for the crowd. And that steamrolled, and then I I won like the middle champion, the middle championship, and then uh, my boy got into the ear of the promoter, and my boy was like, "Yo, I'm gonna drop the title to you. You're gonna be the heavyweight champ of the company." And I was like, "What? Okay." I we built it up real nice, like they took my ideas, and for a long time I was their champion. I'm not. I'm not. This is not. None of these up here are, are that because. I ended up losing it. And then I started getting popular in open. And at open, every Thursday, you got to go up there and, and the people are great up there. And I prefer to be up there than West Virginia. So what would happen sometimes, I would go from New York City up to Worcester, do open, drive all the way to West Virginia, do uh, big time, come back to probably Jersey, for a Sunday show and go home and be tired. And then I had, at one point, I had to like sort of cut the fat of going to West Virginia, taking up too much time, too many resources. And um, I decided like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell him the next few shows that he announced, I'm gonna tell him that I'm thinking about it because I really am. And I told him, hey, listen, I'm thinking about it. And uh, he was like, yeah, but you said you were gonna make the shows. And I said like, I know, I'm, I'm you know, I get it. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence because I'm taking in a lot. And he goes, okay, um, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll, we're done. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, don't worry about it. We're done. Thank you. Shook my hand and I haven't gone back. Simple as that. So one of the things that I learned, the biggest lesson that I learned and 
uh, I don't know if this is a kid's show. But <laughs> I'm going to say it real clear. This is genuinely a Johnny Santos, right? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares about the titles. Nobody gives a fuck. What's most important is that you give a fuck the most about what you do. Because when I went to when I when that happened to me, I, I was hurt. Like I was like, damn, bro. Like I, I thought I did the right thing by telling him the truth. Because I could have just told him yes and not and no showed. But I, I had to tell him, like, I'm I'm really on the fence because I have all these opportunities in Massachusetts. And he's taking up a lot of time, a lot of resources. And he was like, okay, bye. Because that's just what we that's what we deal with in this business as well. Is that like if I really care about the product and the promoter doesn't really care. Then who's gonna win? Is the guy is the promoter or or the booker or let's just say uh, your partner or your friend who who you ride with? If you're if you're doing really good, fantastic, but nobody gives a fuck. If you're doing really bad and you could be doing better, you might have some people be like, hey, you should lose some weight or hey, you should train more. But nobody really gives a fuck. Everybody has their own lives, so it's really really important to focus on what you need to do. Because what I realized is that nobody really cares. You're going to have friends and it's important to have a, a support system and they're going to support you. I have my, I have my family, I have my friends, I have a lot of people, but nobody's going to wake you up in the morning and tell you, yo, listen, you told yourself yesterday that you were going to go to the gym at five in the morning before you go to work. Cause otherwise you wouldn't have time between work, family and whatever shenanigans you got going on. So if you don't wake up, who's going to give a fuck? Nobody. Your kids don't give a fuck. Your kids are going to see daddy home. They, they're hype. Your promoter's not going to give a fuck. If you look like shit, he's just going to... and let, Mind you, this is wrestling. You, I, may, I may talk good. I may look good. I may have a gimmick. But the moment that someone else walks in that looks good, talks good, has a gimmick, and can do a 450 splash, my job is on the line. Simple as that. And who gives a fuck? Not the promoter, because he's all unless and God forbid that guy has a, a lesser rate than me. Let's say we have the same rate. You have to stay on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That that nobody gives a fuck? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And actually, I love this lesson a lot because this is something that, like, you know, like everybody has like those hard lessons that they, they've learned like going into the business and learning into the business. But this is when I feel like super detailed and especially that you have like the story that you've kind of like summed in, like, Hey, like this is exactly what happened. The way you're able to tie it in and hit back, like hey, at the end of the day, like you're only responsible for whatever you're going to do. And no one else cares about what you're doing after that. And I love, I love that, that aspect of it. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, um, even like open people love me at open. But there's a lot of people that the people that open love more. And I can keep and I can keep doing what I'm doing. Every time I go over there, I get a positive reaction. And that's fantastic. Wow, I'm happy. But if I can't show up, no one is going to hit me up and say, like, yo, I wish you were here, whatever. They're just going to carry on. It just is what it is. Like maybe the maybe a handful, because like I said, you have a support system. You have your friends. You have the people that really know you. But otherwise, fans don't you're not there. I hope he's okay. Oh look, it's Love Dog. Oh look, it's Red Dog. Oh look, it's 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 Bronco Internacional. So, um, 
that's yeah, that's a really important lesson that I learned. That like it's just nobody really gives a fuck if you 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 call your boy and you say, Hey bro, we gotta hit the gym, bro. We gotta hit the gym. We gotta get these abs, man. And one day you just don't go anymore. Your boy might badger you because that's your boy for so long, but he doesn't give a fuck because he knows that he gotta go to the gym. He can't drag you out. You can't make someone else do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. So and in those in those aspects of 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 bookings and making the right choice, talk to your people, talk to your mentors. Hopefully everyone has out there has a, some sort of mentor or trainer or someone they can confide in, someone who could be honest with them and tell them the truth of how they feel. But at the end of the day, you got to make the right choice for yourself. Even as, if something as simple as going to McDonald's and ordering the right thing. If you want a Big Mac, get a Big Mac. Nobody gives a fuck. But guess what? You should really get the salad. Because you know, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. You, you know what we're, what we're competing with. You, you and I, we're home right now, chilling with our feet up, having a good time. But I bet Cesaro's in, the, in, in his, like, in the gym, lifting up 450 pounds. And he's yeah. on TV and we're not. So what are we doing? One can say. So you got to balance things out. Like, just remember, nobody really gives a fuck. You have to give the most fucks. You have to do this for you. You have to get your character in order, get in shape, have nice gear. I know it's difficult. I know. But nobody gives a fuck how difficult it is for you. You need to figure it out. If you need help, ask for help. That's also very important. If you need help, ask for help. And whoever whoever is listening to this, uh, you can always hit me up. Uh, I'm always here to talk. Listen, I've already started doing that. Like, yeah, yeah. DMs a lot. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, this shit is this shit. This the, getting getting these gold straps right here is is not easy. People got to trust you. You got to do the right thing. You got to be dependable. You got to be trustworthy, which I think are the two, two uh, same words. There's a lot. There's a lot of elements to to doing what we do. You gotta yeah. you gotta sort of focus on the right one at the right time. Um, I like that. You gotta focus on yeah. the right one at the right time. Like that definitely is like very something that people need to understand. Like you, you can't shotgun something. It's nah. You work in pieces so to make the bigger puzzle. It's funny, uh, me, 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 and one of my boys, we have an idea um, that we're gonna start a promotion, and the only way we're gonna let people into our promotion is if you have good credit. Because to have good credit, you really have to just know how to focus on doing the right thing, almost on a daily basis. You have to stay on it to have good credit. To have like an eight hundred dollar credit, yo, I don't gotta talk to you anymore. That's why the banks like. We don't got to talk if you have an 800 and you're a wrestler, I can trust you because I know you don't mess with people's money. Mm. Um, so one of the one of the techniques of having good credit, this is a little tip here, is you need to focus on just one credit card. While you're, well, you pay off all the other ones so you don't get late fees, but you pay off one. So at one point, it'll be zero and you can keep focusing on others. What tends to happen in wrestling is that me and you will be training and we're working on your footwork. We're working on your character work. We're working on your strikes. And we're doing calisthenics. And we're doing a tape study. All in one class. 
I promise you that of these five things, you did not grasp all of them. You did not grasp them. It's just not possible. It's just not po unless unless you got the gift. Some people do. But for example, I don't I don't train as much as I should, but mostly because when I go and train, people do rolls and drop downs and leapfrogs. And to be honest with you, I already know how to do that. I like to go to specialty. Like I go and train and I do specific things that I'm that I'm bad at because I want to get better. So if you, for example, if you have a character, but you know your wrestling sucks, maybe you should stop working on your character so much. Maybe you should focus on on your footwork. Maybe you should work on, you know, watching tape, having tape study. Uh, maybe maybe you watch a lot of wrestling. Maybe you should stop watching so much wrestling, and um, you know, learn a little bit about nutrition, because you look like shit. Maybe maybe if you were a bit more knowledgeable about what you're ingesting, you would look better. So you can apply the things that you already know. So you got to learn how to focus on the right things at the right time. Balance. Yeah. But, hey, so these are, you know, I'm, I'm all about this conversation. But we got to get into the best segment of the Three Count Podcast. I will not acknowledge that Red Dog's power rankings have been retired. Chaz, I don't care what you say. Anyway, this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. Here's how it works, Mr. Santos. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast, and whatever your answer is, is your answer. Sure. And it's El Johnny Santos. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go with one with the imaginary timer. And just like Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? The Goonies. Let's go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Uh, favorite actor? Oh, man. Uh, I'd say Leonardo DiCaprio. Let's go. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite cartoon? Uh, Tom and Jerry. Uh, iPhone or Android? Android. Uh, favorite podcast? Oh, shit. Three count podcast. Right? I've been trying to tell people. I mean, secretly, we have this marketed everywhere. So psychologically, people have to say it. But yeah. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh, boy. Uh, damn! I just had like four. You got you got brother greatness on here already? No, not yet. But that is brother greatness. Yes, brother greatness. That's my boy. Brother greatness. And then, last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast: favorite curse word? Uh, mama huevo. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I think that's three. That's that's technically two words, but if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but listen those are all my heavy hitting questions and i love this conversation that we get to have but more importantly i need you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you damas y caballeros ladies and gentlemen you can find tu puedes encontrar el johnny santos twitter instagram facebook eh, tiktok eh, lo que tu quiera you can find me wherever el johnny santos it's spelled, if you see it right there, it's spelled J-H-O-N-N-Y. Put that all together, you can find me. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees got a sale coming up soon for Black Friday. I think it's running for about 10 days. El Johnny Santos. I got Twitter. Don't use it that often. El Johnny Santos. Instagram, I got sexy pictures of yours truly. 
at Johnny Santos. Facebook for the most important news because for some reason, Facebook is the Lucha Libre community of the world. Don't ask me why. And I don't use TikTok at all because I am old. But you can follow me there too, El Johnny Santos. This Saturday, I'm going to be at a, a New Age Wrestling. And then um, I think I'm taking a break in December. Definitely. Well, he told you where he you can find him. He gave you all of his handles. He even told you about his pro wrestling tees. And yes, the Black Friday sale is going on. But like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering? You see him right there. The guapo himself. El Johnny Santos. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately just following us on all of our social media platforms. You're even buying our shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast. You're telling all your friends about us, about how awesome this is. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're leaving us those five-star frog splash reviews. You're doing all that stuff, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the 3Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the 3Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the 3Count Pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So... Show us some support, please.